This is Jack Bauer, and you're listening to the Who's Your Daddy Godcast. 2018, the year of suddenly, immediately, and holy ghost fire. This is the award-winning podcast from a history with God Ministries Godcast Network featuring Frank and Christina Sasso. Visit us online at ahistorywithgod.org for articles, links, prophetic words, prayer requests, and other awesome resources. Now, without any further ado, let's welcome the host of this broadcast, Christina Sasso. Hello, listeners, new and old. This is Christina Sasso here with the Who's Your Daddy podcast. And I just have a short little podcast here to give you some food for thought. I think that this will maybe help with your maybe purpose or your talents or maybe some direction. Because we know that our identity in Christ is that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's our identity, our righteousness, and everything that encompasses that we are in right standing with God, that he sees us as perfect. He sees us through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and off the cross and all of those wonderful things. But then there's also our individual identity that is unique just for us and what God has put in our hearts as our dreams and our talents and the things that we really love to do and how we love to share and maybe the direction that our lives should take. So I'm just going to start off with one of my favorite days. Like it would be my, in my imagination, if you asked me, oh, what would be one of your perfect favorite days? How would, you know, how would you spend it? So it basically would be something like this. Now remember, this is one of many, but this is up there in the top 10. So I imagine myself sitting in a beautiful spot. And in my head, it's usually someplace like Umbria, although I've never been to Italy. This is my imagination. Someplace like Umbria or Tuscany or maybe in Hawaii, because I've been to Hawaii and it's beautiful or a beautiful vista like that. Something like that with this beautiful scenery, mountains, lakes, vineyards. Maybe for you, it's the ocean. But for me, It'd be a mountain scenery with a view of maybe a lake or a river or a vineyard sitting at a big rustic table outside with all kinds of delicious, tasty foods and cheeses and all those things that you just love, like olives and all that great stuff. Wonderful wine and surrounded by people around the table who are true like-minded friends, true believers true like-minded, could have a great conversation, great discussion, great debates. No one ever gets offended when we share ideas and share outlooks and share revelations and just like a wonderful time spent with people. The weather is cool and breezy and there's beautiful smells in the air. So every single one of your senses is engaged, just eating and drinking and talking and smelling and tasting and laughing, talking about Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, everybody just just enjoying the day well, well, well into the night. 
So that's like one of my perfect days. So recently I was listening to Joseph Prince, who pretty much I listen to exclusively these days. I feel like Joseph Prince and I are on the same page in a lot, a lot of things. I would say 99.999% of things. So when I listen to him, it's always really good. I don't even have to pick a topic. Any topic that comes up, I just kind of let it keep scrolling and it just, whatever he's talking about is great. So I happen to be listening to one of his messages and he mentioned something like this briefly in a message and it hit me. And basically what he was saying is that in heaven, we're going to be seated at this banquet table and we're going to be all in fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters and the Lord. And we're going to be in the presence of the Lord in our new resurrected bodies. We're going to be able to eat because we're going to eat in those bodies, but we're not going to have to worry about gaining weight or, you know, if things are non-GMO or gluten-free or any of that stuff. We're just going to be enjoying this wonderful food that's been placed before us. So when he said that, it reminded me immediately of my perfect day because I wasn't thinking about my perfect day or my favorite day spent, you know, in this beautiful spot. But when he mentioned that, that's what brought it to mind. And I thought, well, wow, what could be better than hanging out in heaven? You know, that's going to be a beautiful spot. You know, it's going to be more beautiful than anything we can even imagine here on earth with beautiful vistas seated at a banquet table filled with the best tasting food you would ever, ever experience. And you're fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters who are, you know, with you in their resurrected bodies in heaven. And what's even better than all of that, you're actually in the physical presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm just letting you know that the scripture, Isaiah 25, 6, describes that feast, that banquet. So that is in scripture. I'm just making it up. So I was just thinking to myself, wow, that sounds like my perfect day, like that day that I always hold in my imagination and in my heart. And the best part being that you're actually hanging out with the Lord Jesus. It's even better than I could ever imagine. So then that got me thinking about what visions or desires or hobbies or talents has God put in my heart, in your heart, that really would give us a clue to what direction we should be going in our life because, you know, they're all in there. God has a purpose for us. He has a direction for us to follow. He set out a roadmap for us. He puts certain inclinations into our hearts that accompany talents and desires. So I think the best way to try and find that, if it's not truly obvious to you, is to think about what your childhood dreams were. So if you could think back when you were a kid, as far back as you can remember, before your parents and school and the media and money and society and all those things that get piled on, get in the way of what your true passion and desire and and talent is. Now you think about what you liked playing at school as a child, like what games did you like to play? What did you enjoy doing as a child? Like when you were left by yourself and you had to use your own imagination, like what were the games that you played by yourself? What were some of the things that you just had a natural talent to do without any lessons or going for training of any kind. You just kind of were really good at it without even trying. Or what kind of things were you drawn to? Things that really, really spoke to you when you were a little kid 
before like you know your parents said hey you got to go to school and you got to get a good job and make sure you get good benefits because that's what my parents always used to say that I think is such an old school place because when they were growing up my parents grew up kind of during the depression and during World War II and so for them what was the smart road to take was get a good job that gives you a nice salary and good benefits and longevity so their idea of a good job was you were going to be there for the 40-year haul you know you're going to start in the mailroom whatever the proverbial mailroom and work your way up through the corporate ladder and you know by the end of it you'd have a nice pension and a nice retirement package and so on and so forth but in my generation that really kind of started to change and in this generation it's really totally different so those rules don't even apply and that's really where you need to apply God's wisdom because just because it worked for your parents or your grandparents or you, even your friends doesn't mean it's going to work for you so you want to follow the Holy Spirit's guidance on this because I remember I would have a job for like <laughs> I had a lot of jobs since I was 13 years old because that was it my parents were like okay you need to get a job because we're not going to foot the bill anymore until you get a job. So if I wanted a car, or if I wanted uh, to go to the movies, or if I wanted to do anything on my own my, with my friends, then I had to have my own money. So I started working at 13, which in New York at that time you needed working papers because technically you were, weren't even of age to work yet. And I worked in a department store and I worked doing filing and worked a bunch of different things. And then when I finally worked a regular job out of college, I got a job teaching and I was teaching in the same place for like 10 years and then I moved to another school and my mother would say to me, you know, you keep flitting from one job to another. 10 years in one job doesn't seem like you're flitting from one job to another, but I, I mean, I could see if I had a different job every three months or six months or even a year, but for her, like, what? Why aren't you at this job for 40 years? But again times have changed since then you can't look at other people and their past or their successes you have to use the wisdom of the holy spirit in order to know what direction you should be headed in so i say all that to just say think about the dreams that god put in your heart before the foundations of the earth so for me i remember as a kid i would always play school i had a blackboard and I had an imaginary classroom and and I'm not saying I wanted to be a teacher in a classroom but I know that God put into my heart to be a teacher and now today I do teach not in school I teach group fitness and I teach as part of my ministry so I'm doing kind of what I believe God has always put in my heart to do I did not enjoy being a teacher of biology some of it I did enjoy but I didn't feel like that was really my calling to be a biology teacher the teacher part yes but the subject matter no so I would always play school I was always by myself so I was an only child so I always used my imagination and I was always the teacher and that was the the game I always wanted to play when I was by myself way more than playing with my dolls or play you know I wasn't really into dolls as much as maybe other little girls were and so that was always my go-to game another thing that I would do a lot when my parents weren't home which is most of the time during the day I would come home from school by myself and I'd rearrange the furniture <laughs> 
when they came home. Like the couch was in a different place. The dining room was where the living room was, and the living room was where the dining room was. And I always be rearranging my bedroom, putting, and my bedroom was small. I'm telling you, it was small. But I would manage to put the bed in every possible way I could fit it in a different place, and the dressers and and so on. So I loved decorating and doing home decor. And I still do today. It's like things that I really love to do and things that I'm attracted to. Another thing I remember doing as a kid is we had a huge junk drawer. It was filled with all kinds of stuff from popsicle sticks to glue to rubber bands to pencils and paper clips and candles. So I would pull everything out of the drawer and put it on the dining room table and say, okay, let's make something <laughs> out of all this stuff. Like it was all disjointed stuff. And I just say, come on, mom, let's, let's make something like doing some kind of craft, which again, I still like to do today. Another thing I was really talented as without any kind of lessons or anything was dancing. I really loved to dance as a kid. And I always wanted to take dancing lessons, but my parents made me take piano lessons, which I didn't want to do. And I really didn't have a talent for. And yes, I can read music now, and that's about it. But as far as playing the piano, I really stink at it. I could probably bang out a song if I sat there, but it's not a natural thing for me. And I really wanted to go for dancing lessons. My parents, my mom especially, did not want me to go for dancing lessons. So when I was old enough, and I was still in grammar school, I remember, I believe I was in the sixth or the seventh grade, and... A couple of my friends went to Miss Ricky's dance studio and the bus would pick them up and take them to the school and then drop them off again. And I paid with my own money and I would go on the bus with them and go and take dancing lessons out of my own pocket. And I remember when I was 18, I would go into Manhattan and take dancing lessons in the city by myself. I loved it so much that I was willing to do that on my own, even at a young age. Another thing that I was drawn to was animals love animals, always have to have animals, want to farm. I love horses, farm animals, anything. So that was another thing. And another thing I remember reading years and years ago in a book, it was, the line was simply, make your mark. And I always remember saying to myself, yes, I want to make a mark. I don't want to just go through life, just, you know, having a job, getting married, having kids retiring and then dying and that's the end of the story. I always felt like there's got to be more to life than just marching through it and then be over. I believe all of us are put on this planet to make a mark, to make a difference. And that's a God-inspired purpose for your life, to seek that out so that you alone could make that individual unique mark on the earth. So I would say follow that thread, follow that little thread through your life and see, it's an interesting study to do, just to take a, an afternoon and just start meditating on that and, and letting the Holy Spirit remind you of things from when you were a child and things throughout your life that would point you in the right direction and take notes on it and then and question it and keep going. And uh, another thing that I would do is I would always question religion. Really, I would I always had a problem with the rules of religion. I didn't understand the whole we can't eat meat on Friday thing. And I would kind of rebel and eat salami sandwiches on Friday. 
I always had a problem with going to confession. I never understood why I had to go to confession. And I would say this to my mom, why can't I just say, God, I'm sorry, and just talk to him? And she would say, because I know my mom really didn't have all the answers either. So she would say, well, that's because he's the priest and he, he can talk to God and he can... And I'm like, but why can't I talk to God? I never got why I had to go to a mediator. Like my mediator now I know is Jesus. Why did I have to go to this guy? It's like, he's just a guy like my dad or anybody else. Why do I have to go to him in order to get forgiveness? Like, can't I just go to God for the forgiveness part? And then another thing I remember thinking, being Catholic, was there was always this box on the altar, and that's where they took the host, the bread, and the wine out of this box. And I guess somewhere along the line, a priest told us that that's where God lived, in that little box. And I always was fascinated. What? God of the universe, like God who controls everything, the sun and the stars and everything. He's in that little box. Like that's where you keep him. It's not even big enough for a, like a, a good sized dog, right? You're going to put God in that box. I just, I couldn't understand. I guess what they meant was they're putting, you know, the bread and the wine in there, which they change into the body and the blood of Jesus. And that's in the box. Maybe that's what they meant. But in my head as a kid, I heard God lives in that little box. And, you know, we only open it during mass. Like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. So these are some of the funny things that, you know, you would think as a kid that might influence your thinking today. So as I'm saying this, I'm just want to encourage you to explore this train of thought, this little thread. Dig into it. Dig into it as if it was a treasure. Um, use your imagination. What kind of games did you play? What kind of adventures did you imagine as a kid? Like I remember always playing Man From U.N.C.L.E. with my friends. Like we were always spies or we were, you know, we always had to find a, the secret passage. So I was always on a treasure hunt. I was always exploring. I was always looking for, you know, the secret gem or the treasure. So these are things that I'm always doing now. Like I love detective stories and I love exploring and I love finding things that maybe most people wouldn't think are gems, but just little treasures. So I would seek this out as if it were a treasure, because it is. It's, it's God's purpose for your life, and it's just an interesting self-exploration. I believe that God placed within you, so it's just another way to tap into God's plan for your life. So I hope that my little experience will help you in your experience and let us know write us an email shoot us some info let us know how it went and I look forward to hearing from you and remember we love you god loves you and jesus is lord stay blessed thank you for listening to today's broadcast from a history with god ministries this teaching is a powerful ministry tool that you can use to experience the power of God in your life. Thank you again for listening and for helping us reach the world with the love of Jesus. A History with God Ministries. Seeing, hearing, remembering. Until next time, remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed.